Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing Ecclesiastes. We're now in chapter number 6, looking at verses 1 through 6 in the New King James Version. And to me, this chapter is a little uh, dismal, but let's listen. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. A man to whom God has given riches and wealth and honor, so that he lacks nothing for himself of all he desires, yet God does not give him power to eat of it, but a foreigner consumes it. This is vanity, and it is an evil affliction. If a man begets a hundred children and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied with goodness, or indeed he has no burial, I say that a stillborn child is better than he, for it comes in vanity and departs in darkness, and its name is covered with darkness. Though it has not seen the sun or known anything, this has more rest than that man, even if he lives a thousand years twice, but has not seen goodness. Do not all go to one place? Again, this is Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 in the New King James Version. And uh, the commentary that I'm going to use titles it, Wealth Can't Satisfy. And it looks at the weakness of wealth. I'll be back to share thoughts from the uh, insights from the commentary. And also, we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, your host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Thanks for listening to my daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Please listen, subscribe, and follow on any major listening platform. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and almost all major listening platforms. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Podchaser. Again, this is Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 in the New King James Version. Verses 1 through 6 can be subtitled, The Weakness of Wealth. Solomon, as a preacher, observed the evils that were done um, and um, that he might reprove them and warn people against them. He did not like to, uh, uh, to see people oppressed or the, those who couldn't help themselves being taken advantage of. And in this section, he says, A man of, to whom God has given riches and wealth and honor, so that he lacks nothing for himself of all he desires, yet God does not give him power to eat of it, but a foreigner consumes it. This is vanity, and it is an evil affliction. And as I read this, I was thinking of when a person gets sick. They've been, um, they've especially because we believe in Christ. We believe in the resurrection of the dead. We believe that there's um, something better on the other side. So as I look at my, both my parents when they were dying, 
they couldn't eat. They wanted to eat. My mom loved to eat, <laughs> but she didn't have an appetite. So you can just imagine. And that's if we look at it on this side in with uh, in um, uh, with salvation in mind because of Christ, we can say that there is a time when we do get to a place in our life where we have been blessed. We have had riches and wealth and honor. And we get to a place where, of course, we can't eat it and we sure can't, we can't eat of it, nor can we take it with us, as Solomon reminded us in that last uh, chapter. But we still thank God that we were able to enjoy the fruit of our labor. Thank God that we were able to share, as Solomon said, we have enough to share with our family and friends. Thank God for that. But uh, back to this passage, reading it from Solomon's point of view. He looked at uh, verses 1 and 2. Others can take one's wealth. And it, it could be from misfortune or disaster. Or just something being evil. Something evil happening to a person. And then um, it talks about that person that God has given wealth and possessions and honor. However, he uh, lacks the ability to enjoy them. The gifts are rendering them useless, perhaps due to financial loss, or because he has because they have uh, been left to someone else. And living in uh, the area where we live in, we have hurricanes, and sometimes the hurricanes take everything we own. So we can imagine what it's like to have. Um, wealth and possessions and honor and lose it all in just a day because of rain or people who live around tornadoes and other natural disasters, those with the fires. You can have everything you want and it's gone in a day. And that is, um, that is a misfortune. But thank God that thing, we have life. Even if we don't have things, we still have life. The uh, Hebrew word that talks about a, a foreigner taking it is talking about someone that's probably outside the family or someone that's not an Israelite. And then verses 3 through 6, Solomon again says um, it's probably better to never be born than to look at the oppression in life and um, or the uh, uh, inability to enjoy wealth and prosperity. But we thank God that we don't have to have that kind of dis dis despair, that we don't look at um, the inability to enjoy wealth and prosperity the way Solomon did. Because before, we got to stick to the before plan where he says that we're going to thank God for the ability to enjoy what he's given our hands to do. And then um, I love what Matthew Henry said about death which is the final equalizer. The grave is the place where we all can meet in. Whatever difference there may be in men's conditions in this world, they must all die. And all are under the same sentence. And uh, to outward appearance, their deaths are alike. Everyone has to take that last breath. The grave is to one as well as another. A land of silence, a place of darkness, of separation from the living, and a sleeping place. And for Christians, we know it's a sleeping place because we are going to meet our Savior. 
It is uh, the common rendezvous of the rich and the poor, the honorable and the mean, learned and unlearned, and, uh, the short-lived and those that God blessed with a long life. We all are going to meet in the grave. The dust of both mingles and lies undistinguished. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the words of Solomon. Of course, um, Ecclesiastes is not easy to understand. But God, I pray that I did not confuse anyone <laughs> in what I've shared. And God, we thank you. The abundant reasons that we have to serve you with joyfulness and gladness of heart. Because you have done so much for us. We bless you, Father. We thank you that even when we're down, uh, you said weeping does, uh, will last just for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We thank you for that. We thank you that even when we've lost it all, we haven't lost all hope because we trust you. And we bless you. And we thank you because even in all that we lose, we, all, we have not lost our, our connection with you. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. And God, those who need you in a special way, meet needs. Those who need to uh, find Christ as their Savior, we offer Christ to them right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, do your perfect work, work guide and direct. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.